And we're back. Yeah, boy. If y'all could have just seen his face when he did that. There was some straining going on. Not in really. There. It really looked it's like more it. more for emphasis. It really looked just like it. to sell the moment. Well, the guy with the weird face is Josh. I'm Kenny. I'm the normal one. <laughs> yeah, hey, he's right. starting to sound like the Joker at the end yeah. of the first Batman. What? <laughs> oh, come on. No. Just a little was, bit. Come on. There was no better. Oh, half a point. Give me half. Do we do point no. five? Nope. Nope. All or nothing. We don't do just the tip around here. This is random. Where <laughs> this is random ramblings, uh, where we also play the fu game, and I'm trying to get him to flip me off, basically. If you want to figure out the def- <laughs> the rules, God, I didn't realize there were rules. <laughs> Never rules. in my life would I thought there were rules. There's rules. He either has to say it out loud or he has to flip me off. There's no halfway Correct. points. There's no points for getting close. I take credit for getting close, but there's no points for getting close. He's doing that of his own volition. It doesn't count. The only person it makes him makes it feel better for is him, and that's a weird rabbit hole I'm not interested in going down. Yep. I said it. <laughs> so let's go away from this. Okay, let's, you know, speaking dangerous. of rabbit holes and things you don't want to go around and things that are dangerous, you shushed your wife earlier. I did. I only, I did not shush her in a... Quit playing with the army toilet der- paper. Derogatory manner. <laughs> I did not shush her in a derogatory manner. There was something. Oh yes, okay, that's what it was. She was making your pot of coffee this morning. Yes, because she's a darling, and for some strange reason, she loves me. Probably because I take you off her hands for a couple hours at a time. Well, she's got a non-napping toddler today. I think you're winning. <laughs> um. But one of the things, she, she made the pot of coffee and went, I hope it doesn't suck, it was expired. <laughs> so so are those skittles the... I handed off to you, darling. <laughs> That's because you can't read. That's because you can't read. Um, but she described how old the coffee was. Uh, by the way, the coffee should have expired during the height of the pandemic. But the coffee was good. So it was... Pressure sealed. It wasn't one of those uh, plastic or paper covers. It was an actual pop can seal. Uh, think like opening tuna, for lack of a better term. Uh, Thank you for not saying tuna fish. Tuna's already a fish. I know, but everybody calls it tuna fish. No, they don't. Like, yes, they do. Really? You've not heard anybody go, I'm going to have a tuna fish sandwich. That's when I usually look at them and go, and I'm going to have flounder fish for supper. <laughs> Somebody's going to Reedsville. <laughs> oh, I have thrown him off track twice. No, now, no, you're fine. So, anyway, you're fine. Back so, to the expired coffee. She's trying the to reason kill me I get shushed it. her was we were starting down a debate of expiration dates. Expiration dates or sell by dates? There see, is a is, difference. There is. And see, this is my point as to why I shushed her, because we would have started this up there, and then this would have never happened. So, let's let's break it down. I'll let you lead the way. Well, something like coffee grounds that are vacuum sealed, uh, that's probably not exactly an expiration date. It's probably a sell-by date. Because probably. I think the Food and Drug Administration actually demands that there is a lifespan or a shelf life marked on each and every container. Um and sometimes it's all—it's just a date. Right. Sometimes it says sell-by. Sometimes it says expiration date. Now, you already know my opinion of milk. When the date on the yes. jug of milk hits, that is the day it's dead. It's not Absolutely. at midnight that night. It is not. It, it is the, we are it, in when I wake up and pull agreement. it out, if the milk bottle says the 13th, if I look at the calendar and it's the 13th, that milk is dead. Yep. I'm, I'm with you 100%. Uh, My wife is on the other end of that spectrum. But now there's other times, like the mustard and stuff like that. Sometimes I look at that expiration date and go, nah, no way. It's mustard. Like, mustard already tastes like ass. Why would this be any different? <laughs> Nothing's going to change. You can't make mustard worse. <laughs> you can't make mustard worse. 
Oh, wow. Anyway, but like mayonnaise, because I know that there's eggs in mayonnaise, or egg whites in mayonnaise, expiration date, law. Right. And that was what that was my next point. You have, we all know what rotten eggs smell like, yeah. thanks to an additive in natural gas, uh-huh. or at least what they think it is. I've never actually smelled a rotten egg. I just take their word for it. But I would assume they wouldn't make that reference if it wasn't close. It, so, again, there is a spoilable product there Yes, that makes sense. It's understandable. I'm good with that. I agree. Bye. See you later. No problem. Uh, we wind up having a tendency to let dressings go bad. Um, and again, anything dairy should be in the same mix. Yeah. If it's, if, if there's a dairy product in it, it, it right. it's a goner. Um, but no, that was, it was, that's one of my, I'll call it a pet peeve. And folks, I'm not talking like I'm gonna throw the mustard out the day of. If it if if I look at that expiration date and it's been sitting in my refrigerator for two years past and it's gone. But right. you know, there I mean there's some things that I just You're willing to risk it. Yeah. And it's like bologna. Risk bologna it for the will turn green when it's <laughs> Right. So there's no amount of preservatives that will not eventually yeah. spoil bologna. But it's like I um I have Coffee that's pre-ground for the quick, got to go to work, let me make some coffee. And then I have gourmet coffee, as I call it. Uh, it's not really a specialty, but there's a local shop. Well, not local. Well, yeah, it's about 20 minutes up the road. But And I buy a whole bean. Now, the beans themselves can go stale. The grounds, by the way, can go stale. doesn't really change the taste of the coffee. Not to me. Somebody else might say so, but not to me. Right. Now, most people are adding things to their coffee, some type of flavoring, whether it be just sugar, whether it be milk and sugar, whether it be some creamer, whether it be one of the 50 million thousand flavored creamers. Y'all are actually drinking a flavor completely different from the coffee anyway. I drink my coffee straight up. So I, You drink coffee for the coffee. Yes, I drink it for the coffee. I drink tea for the tea taste. I don't put sugar or anything in my tea. So, um, Wait a minute. Yeah, I'm from the South, grew up in the South, and I do not drink syrup for tea. I will order sweet tea in a restaurant. That might get you some heat. And the reason I will order a sweet tea, it's gotten me heat on up till now, so why not continue? (laughs) There are certain restaurants that I will order unsweet tea because they've got it right. There are certain restaurants that their unsweet tea is way too strong. So I'll order the sweet tea because the sugar kind of cuts it. But believe it or not, it has a taste without having to put four and a half cups of sugar per gallon of tea. Most places, that place that everybody loves to go get their tea, I swear to God, their water to sugar ratio is like 50-50. It doesn't look like tea. Uh, and It stops looking like tea when you change the shade. Yeah, now there's places it, it's where... It's like you ran that particular tea through a teeth whitener. Right. And it's now there's, crazy the There difference. are places where I'll do half and half. Because they'll let you do that. Right. Um, but tea has a flavor. Uh, and in the South, tea is basically just, you know what, people? Put water, put hot water in that gallon pitcher, put the same amount of sugar in it that you'd normally put in it, take a drink of it. It's going to taste almost exactly the same. Because most people, most Southerners, when they make sweet tea, it is like Kool-Aid sweet. They it is like syrup. way too much. And I just, I like the taste of the tea. No, I get it. I'm I'm that I'm that weirdo. Um, I'm trying to think if there's something like that that I have that I don't want it doctored at all. Just let me have it for having it. Hmm. I'm sure there is one. I'm just not. It's just not hitting you right it's now. It's not hitting me at in the, the moment. moment. Well, it's just like I love Cheerios, but I'm going to put a little sugar over it so that it sweetens the milk a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll I'll actually open the box of Cheerios and pour put out a handful and eat them one at a time like yep. chips. But when I'm gonna have it as cereal, I want want the milk to be a little bit sweeter. I agree. I don't think we're putting sugar on the cereal. I think, like you said, we're sweetening the milk. Yeah. Well, you've noticed the the sugary cereals, the ones that have a frosting coating or something like that. You never put sugar on. It's already there. The one with the little marshmallows, you don't put sugar on it because it's already there. Well, I don't. You're giving me this look like, hell yeah. Mm, 
Depends on what it is. I'm beginning to think that Josh actually opens up his cereal box, pours his cereal into a container, throws a couple of st- cups of sugar over in it, shakes it, and says, all right, that's ready for use. I can't go get tea at that place because I don't like tea, so I, I guess i got to go with this option. This is my version of going there to get the overly sweet tea. <laughs> no, I, I don't. There are certain cereals that I feel like could benefit from the additional... Um, Mainly because you lose it, the sweetener all goes in the milk so fast, and yes. sometimes it's, there's nothing there. By the way, I found a store while I was camping a while back uh, that sold the dehydrated marshmallows in a bag, I, all to its own. Mr. Bezos can provide that. Oh, I'm certain, but um, I just had to say that out loud. I have taken multiple cereals to the next level doing just that. Yeah. You know what else goes? they go well with? Ice cream. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Grab yourself a couple Ooh. of scoops or whatever and then hit it with some of those. <laughs> oh, that's a game changer. That's a, It's a textural difference because you know as well as I do, when you put those down in milk, they turn into just mush. Yes. Yeah. How about we add the texture of eating them dry wow. to ice cream? And then when the ice cream melts and you're near the end... It has taken it longer to reach that consistency. The marshmallows have gotten colder. Therefore, they are less likely to melt. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Thought this through before you got started, didn't you? No. Just, <laughs> I was sitting here, I had a bowl of ice cream, and I had one of those bags, and I went, I'll be damned. Sure, sure, sure. Hey, it works. <laughs> they don't do well on steak, by the way. I thought I might get a laugh. I thought I might get a laugh. He got a look. Dang it. <laughs> he got a look. Oh. Because I seriously stared at him like, why would you do that to a steak? <laughs> wow. I would never do that to a steak. Food again. I don't even, well, it's all right. I don't care that much. We're reaching that point. I think we've hit a, we, not that we've hit a wall, because we need stuff to happen to us in order for us to have stuff to talk about. So we tend to kind of yeah, and it's fringe been, back to what we always know. Yeah, and it's been busy at work, but nothing interesting's happened. Nobody right. showed anybody their hooch or anything like that at work, so. Come on, citizens. <laughs> yeah, <let's> step up. <laughs> we need more hooch. Put that on a t-shirt. Uh. Put God. the middle one on the back of it. He'll wear it. <laughs> I think you put a put like a bust of him from the shoulder up, and then below it, show us the hooch. <laughs> if oh, I were wow. to, if I were to ever consider getting a cricket machine, I it's for the betterment of the public and my continued employment that I not <laughs> because I can put whatever I want on there, and that's bad for business. Yes. Because if I could go fully customizable with my shirt and not give the first rat ass on what I said, I would hurt feelings on a regular basis. Yeah, even I have to be careful. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. It would be bad news. Bad and it's, news. It's becoming tank top weather, too, which is already bad enough for me. But... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that I keep the air on in my basement because you talked about an incident earlier this week where you flashed side boob yeah, and I'm not interested <laughs> in that. Or side moob, as the proper terminology yeah, that's the proper is. term. It's like I got all twisted in my, in my tank top. Stuff started falling out. I think my favorite part of this is all I see is... In your sector, all of the irony that comes along with like, there's there's a guy on TikTok that all he does. Oh my God, I do. I dress the part, don't I? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. He, he is Going shopping, I'll be back. Yeah. He's currently got a lot of female followers. Because dude is built like a brick house. I mean, dude is in great shape. And he spends... Every single one of his videos with this giant weighted sledge axe splitting wood. That's all he does. He splits the wood, and then when it's done, he takes the suspenders off, smiles, winks at the camera, and walks away. I hate the guy. But I hate the guy being the guy because women fawn for the guy. However, 
because I've watched the Beaver Dam videos, I want to see how many swings it takes him to get through it. <laughs> it's like the Tootsie Roll pop on TikTok. <laughs> how many times is it going to take him to swing to get through there? The only problem is when he gets into corny moments where he hits one just right, splits it up, and he finishes with something stupid like, Oh, daddy's swinging today. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> shut up, asshole. The fact that it would take me a week to get through that, but I see that guy doing that online, and then I see you showing Moob holding a traffic sign. <laughs> it's just, you're not wow. fulfilling fantasies there, sir. I think that's why you haven't seen the hooch yet. <laughs> I don't want to see the hooch that's getting shown. My favorite, <laughs> I really don't. My favorite is now that I know enough of your coworkers listen to this, they're all going to start asking you what, oh, yeah, where your they, tank top is, <laughs> or they're going to start cat calling you yeah, at work. I'm going to catch. I'm going to catch all sorts of hell, and I really I don't care. <laughs> don't the, really care. That's the best part. Because I, I texted don't. one of them when it happened. It was like God, my boob just fell out of my tank top, and all I get back is you'll have that on those big jobs. I'm like, yeah, my. God. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh my God. Oh wow, that that got real weird real fast. Well, why not? I mean, you know, we're talking about everything I else. Know. I know. It is random. It's true. That was very random. And we covered a lot of different stuff to get there. Yeah. Yeah, we did. All right, so we'll see you guys we next really week. <laughs> 16 minutes in, we're done. Yeah, well. Anyway, not really. We'll find something else to talk about. We we managed you, to make it happen all the time. Well, I mentioned the Beaver Dam guy. I sent you a link. Yeah, you did sent you me watch a link? it? Yeah, I watched it. What did it you think? Cool. I, I thought it was pretty cool. Yes! Um, you also sent me the snowblowing train yeah. video. That you didn't think existed. <laughs> you know, there's a clip in that where the snow is drifted above the height of the train. Yes. I feel like I've seen that before, but I wasn't looking for it in that context, so I didn't realize that's what it was. Yeah. Because I feel like but that that's video like the is pretty neatest popular. freaking thing. Oh, yeah. So it is. Now y'all know what we do with our YouTube. Now we're YouTubing with the other person YouTubes. Yes. So, hey, we have a Facebook page. Send us a link. Make sure it's not people showing us hooch. Yes, please. Family show. We want, we want cool, neat engineering marvels. It doesn't even have to be cool or neat. It's just whatever rabbit hole you find yourself down. That I'll doesn't involve a- somebody showing us hooch. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you another one that I didn't think I would enjoy as much as I do. Um, there are clips of like The Voice where the instant... If you're familiar with that show, they blind react and then try to get people on their team, right? Right. Well, some of them are just so next level that the turns happen immediately. Yes. There are those where I fast forward through all the train wrecks to get that just to see the reactions. Just to see those reactions. I've done that a couple of times. And it makes sense, but in the moment I didn't realize... um, there are different versions of the voice across the globe. So I listen to all of them and they have the same instant chair reaction. Oh, wow. Yeah. So some of them you're getting songs that we're used to hearing here and you're like, okay, I got you. Oh God, that's a different accent. And then you get some that don't speak the same language. And I can tell you this, good music is good music. Cause I, he could be, he, that man or woman could be singing about bagging groceries I can't tell what they're singing. It's just beautiful. It's just like I understand why they turn so quick. I don't. It doesn't matter what they're talking about. They could be singing their ABCs, but because I don't necessarily understand the language, I see the power of the voice. It's pretty impressive, for me anyway. Yeah, that's that's the part of the show that I enjoy watching. The, is the, the turns is, is the turns the blind. Yeah, I, don't, I don't care who wins. Yeah, I don't I just care. The, the whole rest of it, no big deal. I, whatever. Yeah. I just I like to watch yeah. that part of it because that's I I think that's that's why I like the idea of the show yeah. is that they're not totally. You, you lose your preconceptions, you know, because mm-hmm. you, you get somebody that's well. I'll go ahead and say it: not GQ material, not Cover Girl material, but yet they have this awesome voice. One of and a lot of times you get there's a preconception this instant this person walks out on stage and they're like oh well this is going to suck and they, even though it's really really good they've already made up their mind 
Um, I, I like the fact that they can't see the person, they can hear the person. I the, one of my favorites is, and I don't I don't remember his name. I don't remember anything about him. Dude rolls up there in a plaid button down and like a cardigan, and absolutely belts out Sia's chandelier. Like when I think it's Gwen Stefani turns because she chooses him yeah. first. She turns around and immediately has to sit down. She's so taken aback by this person. Because at no way, no way, shape, or form is that person where that music is coming from. Right. And it's just unbelievable. Now and I'm gonna I'm gonna make everybody second guess something. Is there a wardrobe specialist makeup artist in the back going, huh? Let's dress you like Urkel. And then, huh, let's dress you like Christy Brinkley. You know, I mean, it's like, really, I, is there somebody back there who's, who? because, you know, they have to audition to get there. Now, they're right. auditioning for the first time for those four people on that stage, but they have to audition to get there. So do you have somebody back there going, if we do your hair like this and put you in this outfit, it's going to make a bigger impact, or or they really say, and yeah, just grab grab something from your closet and comb your hair. I think maybe the hair and makeup is just enough to get you on TV, but I think unless the outfit is obnoxiously outlandish and downright inappropriate, most of them seem mild mannered enough that it is what it is. Well, I don't think they're you, cooking the books on that. Well, you do realize that these people are used to performing. They have to be, or you would not be able to walk into that studio with all of those people knowing that there's four top-notch, upper-tier stars waiting to hear you sing. If that's the first time you ever sung outside of the shower, you'd piss your pants. No, and I don't necessarily think it's that. I think, and, and this person in particular, when they first started singing, the room was dark. I think they asked for a little bit of a... A break. Oh, so like the Coyote Ugly thing where we got to cut the lights out so you don't see that anybody's listening right. to you. Right, and then once they got into it, they brought the lights up and you hear the crowd go, oh, like there's a collective oh in the crowd. And then the moment there's the first turn, they lose their minds. I mean, everybody. The pop is massive because this person is so far away from what you would expect. And again, talent for days Everything about this person just screams talent. Their image has completely changed since this show. I don't. They of didn't course. win. They didn't win. Well, I don't know that there's any such thing as losing. Well, not anymore. on a show like that because I mean you, you're getting the notoriety one way or the other. There's there's right. bound to be a producer out there somewhere that goes, hey, they didn't want you, but I do. I do right. Well, and that's I don't think a lot of that's true. Um, and I would wager there are contracts that when you say you walk out in blind audition, um, you're. Well, we've said this about other competition shows on a different network. Um, there, there's bound to be headhunters. Yes. Somewhere in there. I mean, I, yeah. I could promise you if I were a major recording artist and I owned my own label, if you did not win that show, but I was impressed with you, I'd be on the, I'd, I'd be getting you on the phone. Um, yeah, maybe you're not necessarily good enough to be show material, but you have enough raw talent I can work with. Yes, you. It, yeah. let's let's take you a step further. Let's get you out of that element because there could have been something in that element that was putting them off. So let's get you out of that element and let's see what you can do over here. Um, yeah, yeah. There, you've, there's there's got to be there's got to be. I still I, and by the way, Food Network, I'm waiting for the return to Chopped where you had the kids on and now it's 10 years later and they're 22 and let's the ones that went on and 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 did culinary arts as their thing, bring them back. Let's do it again. Yep. I'm I'm intrigued by that. I will say this. There you go, Mr. Red Camaro. There's another one for you. Yeah, no kidding. So, speaking of Food Network, I don't necessarily want to focus on the food, but I want to focus on the food. Well, it's it, it's a spinoff of Food Network. Did you notice that Iron Chef is coming back? Yes, I did. I looked at that roster of people that are going to be their Iron Chefs. I'm vehemently disappointed. I would have figured that they would have had to challenge their way in. Right. 
don't just. I give mean, them at the least title. at least your top three Iron Chefs should be the win- the, t- the first three winners from TOC. Right. I mean, it just or go back and find your Iron Chefs that are willing to come back and see. That's what I wonder. Did they all turn down the opportunity? Because I can tell you right now. Well, I I can tell you Bobby Flay's busier than hell. Cat Cora's busier. I mean. Yes. But why not have them come in and okay, we're going to start a whole new competition from from the beginning. Make them your judges. Make, then. Yeah, let make them, them judge the judges. first one. Don't make them go head to head cooking. But they're going to use the same judges they always use for this stuff. Well, maybe not since it's not technically a Food Network property. Hmm. It's it's being used through a streaming service. Oh, really? Yes, it's uh-huh. not going to be on the network. Um, TBS did one that I find intriguing, but I haven't watched it. They called it Rat in the Kitchen. Oh, see, I enjoyed uh, the taste. Really? Oh my God! Yes, it was fantastic. Um, you may literally made one spoonful of food. Oh, so I don't know that I could do that. Well, I mean, you make full portions. Oh, but okay. You, you build it into they get one spoonful, make it count. Wow! I... They don't get to double back. They Ooh. don't get. It's just literally, and it's blind. One spoon done. Wow. Now I might have to look that up. Think um, the the spoon they choose is like a version of the Japanese soup spoon. Yeah, I was so gonna it, say it, it deeper, would have to be a, yeah. a, a, a but it, type it is, of ladle. It is still a single bite of food. The judges were um, okay. Let's see. Hang on. Hang on. Couple of, couple of the names you I don't necessarily remember everybody. Uh, Fox had the show, uh, but it okay. was. Um, Nigella Lawson was one of the judges. Really now? Uh, Marcus Samuelson, who is one of the new Iron Chefs. He's the only one of the group that's on that poster that I agree with that should be there. Yeah. He because would, he's phenomenal. Yeah, and would, a hell of a teacher. I, yeah, I'd give him a... Um, and then there's a, there was a... There was a uh, his name is Ludo. He's French. Complete monster. Just... He was like a Simon Cowell of food. Everything tasted like it. It had moments, but there wasn't anything that was ever perfectly composed for this guy. And last but not least, the late great Anthony Bourdain was at the table. Really? Oh my God! And so they would teach each of their teams because they did the blind taste test and then pick teams round robin draft style. Then they would educate their teams. They would give them all challenges to do, yada, 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 whatever. Well, this sounds a lot like Worst Cooks. But, Only not from the premise of these people can't cook. Right. Um, but very, very similar. Um, so if something was overcooked or whatever, I just... that the, It's the premise of those types of shows that were just so dadgum good. Well, see, as much as I like to watch Worst Cooks, I have a hard time believing that somebody can't cook. And I, I guess it's because I can. I, I don't know, but I just I've not met anyone that can't cook. Well And I, I have this whole if you can read, you can cook concept going on. Right. I feel like because they get the celebrities, they know how to act. Well they do they, So I'm wondering how many done, of them act like they're they've terrible. done celebrities several times over and yeah. I, I already ca- call foul with that, but some of the celebrities are fun, like Carson Kressley. <laughs> some of them are fun when they're on there, so it, it's entertaining. Right. But I just, I don't know. I just can't imagine somebody that just can't fry a freaking egg. I just don't get it. I, un- I understand their concept, and I guess... It's the, a fun show. Well, but, I, but- I, think, I think you and I come at this from the standpoint of, I say this a lot, when I'm interviewing folks for the first time working in radio. If I'm out and about somewhere doing something like that, I get the... To me, it comes off as a... What's the word? I don't mean it as motivation, but it it softens the blow, if you will. If I'm talking to someone for the first time and they're very nervous, this is, and I'm like, look, if they let me do this, they'll let anybody do this. And when I first got into radio, it was that way. I'm like, why the heck am I here? Why am I the one? Like, uh, because 
right, wrong, or indifferent, I found the audition tapes from uh, in the archives at work because I'm a giant computer nerd. I knew where to look. Um, but like at no point, I, I listened yeah, to a couple. but if you listen to my audition tape and then you go back and you listen to some of my air checks, there's a huge improvement. Yes. <laughs> a huge improvement. Yes, but I mean, kudos in, in the moment to the people that were like, that's that's it. Yeah, cuz you're because right. When what I it, listen to what mine are, and then listen get, to the others, and what I'm are like, we getting chosen for? Is it is it the is it our voice? Is it an accent? Is it just Right. It didn't what, make it, sense. Is there because to listen to my audition tape, uh god, you'd have thought I was auditioning to read the Bible or something. It was I mean, I was just dead. I was very Ben Stein and <laughs> Cause I got to listen to mine too, and it's like, cause and I did it, and then I did an air check behind it, and I'm like, wow, there's that's almost two different people. Well, mine was mine would be very much the same way now versus then, and I don't, I don't think I have a radio voice by any means. Oh, uh, I do. I can promise you that, that I can do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, but I mean, I don't consciously think of it. Yeah, you like, just there, do it. I know and people that I it's work different, with, and it's that not are... the same voice on here either. Um, mine, kind of, but I feel like it is. I don't feel like I say anything different now if I wasn't in the studio or just talking with you straight well, up. Well, see, when I listen to this, if I go back and listen to an air check, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't sound the same. And it, maybe it's because I'm not introing songs or, right. or you know, speaking, talking yeah. off of a script, so to speak, or anything like that. But it, it sounds a little different to me on here than it does my air checks. So, no, I get it. I don't know. No, I, it's it's fine. I just, but that to me is, is I try to soften the blow for everybody. So it doesn't, but I'm, I'm the same way with food. Like I don't necessarily, I don't think I'm a great cook because I know people that make stuff that's more involved. It's beautiful. It's plated well. I mean, it's just, there are home cooks that do chef level food. We've seen it happen in competitions oh, over yeah. and over and over. There's always the home chef who comes up next level. I like my food. For the most part, I usually am overly critical of myself. I feel like human nature allows that to be a thing for everybody. I can promise you I ain't plating my food. Well, I'm not either. Shit's going to hit the counter. You're going to fix your own plate. If you're not happy with the plating in my house, it's your fault. I encourage that as well. But I'm just saying when I look at some of these people that are just terrible cooks and they can't boil water, and it just, I kind of understand why you wouldn't be a good cook because there are things that I do and my wife's like, that was amazing. And I'm like, why? Why? It did, I didn't do anything. All I did was make it. I made something, I threw things together that I thought worked and bloop. And and that was before we started watching like Food Network together. It's just, all right, I'll do this. And wow. Like, I don't know. You know, I zero training. Even now, I'm YouTubing and Pinteresting and everything. I've got, I've got granny training. <laughs> I've got granny training. I've been to the culinary school of granny. So I didn't get a ton of that. I did. Well, I, both my parents worked, and I know both yours did too, but the, the babysitter was granny. Uh, and my great-granny, to be exact, and she always cooked. Every meal was cooked. Three meals a day cooked. And, you know, I was there, and... She was in the kitchen. I was in the kitchen. And right. did I, I mean, did I have a notepad and take notes? No. I mean, we're talking 12, 13, 14 years old. What did, I guess what it amounts to is I kind of remember stuff um, from where if she was in the kitchen, I was in the kitchen. Right. Because um, it, it kind of surprised my wife when she started bringing home fresh vegetables uh, when the farmer's market and everything opened. She has a friend that has a produce farm. Right. So she goes and helps them, and she she buys stuff. She brings this stuff home. She goes, this just, he said it was really, really good, and I just, and I'm like, well, you know, oh, that's a, you know what this is? Yes. Seen it before. Papa used to grow it. Do you know how to cook? Hell yeah, I know how to cook it. Got him away. And right. I mean, she gets surprised by some of the stuff that I already know about. And I mean, and her friend and, and her husband, I mean, that, that man can grow anything. But, you know, a lot of times what happens is I she'll get to start working on a money tree. Yeah, a lot of times, no shit. A lot of times <laughs> that, you know, she'll get a little sampling of, of something. Yeah. And now it's turned into a take this home to Kenny and see what he thinks. And it's like she brings it home and I take a look at it and I go, huh. 
give me a minute. And I, I might have to look it up. Other times it's, oh, I got this. Get out of right. my way. Um, but some of it, it's not like, like I said, it's not like Granny brought me into the kitchen and said, okay, we're going to make a roast. Sure. It was just I was there when it was going together, and my memory's good enough to to know what was going on. Add in some books that I've read and, you know, right. different things well, like that. Now is a difference. Like, Josh in the kitchen now versus Josh in the kitchen six years ago, seven years ago, eight years ago. Two completely different people. I was of the opinion that I could do mac and cheese and I made sure I read the box. Like, when I first kind of moved out on my own, it was in that vein because... My mom was like, here's what we're having. If you're interested, great. If not, make your make yourself something. Well, I wanted something relatively quick. And for the most part, I could have blue box mac and cheese in about yeah, nine I, and a half minutes. Um, so th- to that side of it, I didn't really ever branch out. And then I got a grill at some point, And then it kind of started for I, me. By the time I got into the teenage years, my sister had already gotten married, moved out. Right. You know, dad worked second. Mom worked nights, too. And, you know, I was working a job, and sometimes it was a case of if I was going to eat a cooked meal, I better know how to use the stove. Sure. So, and I I, I think what happened, there was a point in time, I'm pretty sure, I'd like fried sausage, bacon, whatever. I, I made breakfast, but everybody was there, but me, you know, I was the only one that wasn't there. Right. Was there. God, I said that wrong three times in a row. Um, <laughs> I was just going to let anyway, you get there. Everybody else was at work. Whew, let's just go that route. <laughs> and then, you know, uh-huh. they come home and there's sausage and bacon cooked in the refrigerator. And, you know, the next day it's like, who did this? Who's been in the house? Nobody. I did. I, what, you think I can't cook sausage? Jeez. I mean, there was a point in time as a teenager I was doing the family meal because I was the one that was there. Right. That's where I needed to say it. Like anyway, but that I was the one that was there, so I did the family meal. And there was a lot of times it was like if I was gonna have clean clothes, I'd better get my ass in there and wash them. Uh, so and I'm not I'm not downgrading my parents. They both no. worked. My sister and I shared chores, but when we were both there, mom made sure there was something in the refrigerator that all we had to do was reheat it. it and that was pre microwave, so I'm a little I'm a little right. prejudiced to the stove when I reheat stuff. I'm not a hundred percent certain on the microwave um even all these years later but when it was just when it turned into just me it's not like they quit doing it it's just like there were more times that it was a case of well he's got to work tonight and then i get home from school and didn't have to work and it's a oh crap we didn't right (laughs) we had his schedule wrong (laughs) so yeah but i mean i lived through it figured out how to i mean again read because a lot of cookbooks a lot of commercial cookbooks not your local fire department one or your local church one, but a lot of commercial cookbooks have cooking tips to go along yep. with it. So they give insight. And I guess that might be why where I get the whole if you can read, you can cook. Well and I think that's that that is a that is it in large part. And with the wealth of information that we have at our fingertips today yes. in any number of methods, whether that's cookbooks, e readers, phone, internet, computer Whatever, I think it's harder now for those show creators, to be perfectly honest, to continue to find people that can't cook. You you may be right there, and but I don't know. I just I I thought maybe they stacked the deck a little bit, just and in maybe case. They do. You know, and, and maybe well, you're right. Maybe they do, but they've also done higher end shows in which you should be a trained chef to get on, and you've got self taught cooks that own their own restaurants. That are competing and winning, but that's that's my point to the. I don't necessarily buy your can if you can read you can cook, being a basis for that other show because we have people on a day to day basis that see it as a passion that don't have the five Michelin star culinary blah blah white coat white hat blah. They're cooking in jeans and a t shirt. Here we go, and you're making some of the best food on the planet. Yeah. But do all of them have enough knowledge to go on that one show in which you get this basket of stupid shit and you got to put together? See, that's not what I would... I would not be able to do that. In the instant that you unveil what I have to cook with to me, I would not... It would take me at least 10 of the 30 minutes to figure out what to do with it all. Whereas people that have... Even if they're self-taught, they're... 
because right. they can read. It, you know, there's people that have studied enough to be able to look at that sure. can of potted meat and go, oh, well, if I mince garlic and put it in there and roll it in a ball and deep fry it, it'll work. You know, whereas I yeah. would be looking at it going, gross, who the hell eats this? You know, and my first thought would be to put it on a cracker where their thoughts to crumble up the cracker, roll it up in a ball and fry it and stick a toothpick through it and put it on a bun or whatever. I mean, you know, next thing yeah. you know, you've got no, a slider and all they had and all they had in that little box in front of them was, you know, that can of potted meat and, you know, some dried cherries. And <laughs> next thing you know, you, they, they've got sliders. It's like MacGyver meets Julia Child. <laughs> right. It is. Oh my God, it is. <laughs> yeah, no, and I I enjoy watching and putting together. Normally, I and my wife and I don't watch it necessarily as much anymore because my big problem with watching Food Network is I get hungry. There's that, <laughs> and we're trying. Well, she's trying to behave. So a lot of times, like the other day, I mowed grass, and so I came in late, and that's what the wife was watching. She's got more self control than I do. But it was kind of helpful because usually when it's that hot and I mow grass, I'm not really hungry. Right. But as I cooled down and I was watching the show, it was like, oh, God, oh, that would taste good. Let me get, so, you know, it actually helped because other than that, I probably would have just sat there, watched whatever, went to bed and not eaten. But uh, most of the time, that, that and that's a planned thing for me. It's like, huh, tonight's a snack night. You know, that's just a night that we're not really going to cook anything. Yep. So tonight's a snack night. Tonight is a great night to watch Food Network. <laughs> we're finding that a lot for uh, my wife and I with the little one, where the way her schedule is set up right now, we're put, starting to put her down at like 7. Yes. Well, before her, that was very easily our dinner time because when we get home... Who wants to cook? What are we going to have? What's ready? What's available? Then we go to cooking. And then, so it's now 6.30 or 7 o'clock. Well, now we're like, we want to spend time with the baby. Let's get her fed. Yeah. We'll eat after, if at all. So we're starting to find meals where we don't necessarily eat or we're just throwing a couple of pieces of turkey on the bread and I'll, I'll, give you some, I'll have my sandwich and so on and so forth. I'll actually give you some suggestions when, when I get into all of this. That... That was another change for us as our daughter got older. Her schedule changed. Right. Our schedule's not so much, but her schedule changed. And it got to be challenging to try to get a cooked meal on the table. And we really didn't want to live out of the freezer. And that's just the way I'll say it. We didn't want a bunch of pre-cooked stuff. Yep. No, I So we got to a point where on the weekends, like if I fired up the grill to make burgers, there were four other meats ready to go. So basically what I would do is cook several meals, the entree yes. for several meals at one time. Yep. And then it would go in the refrigerator. We knew we had a week to go. So it, in the refrigerator it went, and then day by day we gnawed, out, gnawed away at it because whether I had fresh vegetables that I did something with or whether I went to the can... We could just add vegetables and move forward. And by the way, mashed potatoes don't take that long to, to make. So, you know, it was really easy to, to have it ready days in advance. Right. And I think my wife has tried her hand at meal prepping off and on over the last couple of years. Mainly for her when she's doing diet stuff, trying different stuff, do this, do that. Um, meal prepping became something she wanted to do. Um I, me, my problem is I have a hard time committing that much time to just making food and not seeing the long game side of this. So kudos to her. It's my, you know, it's my Sunday. I'm so ready to just enjoy my Sunday. I don't want to spend the whole thing cooking, especially since I know what my week's going to look like. So I, I really, I struggle with that because... Well, sometimes we've we've been able to do it in the in the evening as well. It's like, okay, we're gonna cook tonight. Well, since we're gonna have the oven going and it's the right temperature for this, and next thing you know, it's in the we we did it a lot in the weekends because it was just easier to spend the afternoon taking care sure. of it. So we just spend the afternoon taking care of it, and now we're at a point where sometimes it's a 
I've been on the trail. She's had to work late. We come home. It's getting hotter, and it's like, do you do you want to plan meals? No, I'd, I'd rather yeah, just. Yeah, heat and, doesn't and help. And sometimes I'd, I'll just send her a text. This is a veggie night, which basically means I'm going to come home. I'm going to grab a, a can of beans, and I'm going to heat them up in the microwave, and that's what I'm going to eat. Or, you know, I'll give her fair warning if it's a work-from-home day for her because she still does that on occasion. Um, I'll give her fair warning and actually do a case of, hey, can this be a salad night? Right. And, you know, that way, if it is a work-from-home day for her, she has the ability to uh, go ahead and get started on stuff on her breaks and stuff like that. Because if she's at home, when she gets her, her morning break, she'll go and start cutting up vegetables and stuff. And a lot of times, if she's cooking, she'll go ahead and start cutting up vegetables and stuff so that we have things ready for the salad. But in the summertime, it's nothing for me to come in and go, is there tuna in the house? Because right. that's all I want. Well, Because I've gotten overheated, and even and... though I cool down in the shower, or I may come home with 10 more things I need to do before I stop. So it, it it's just one of those things, whereas yeah. a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon, Saturdays, I usually have a bunch of stuff to do. A Sunday afternoon, it's it's a case of oh, the race is on. Well, I'm going to fire up the grill. Let's let's cook three right. or four different things. And um, and I did that one time. Invited my parents over, and um, they kept asking what we were going to have. And I'm like, food, people. We're just we're going to have food. <laughs> uh, and what it was is we had called a manager special, and we had called it like two days before. We were going to be well within the ability to cook it two days later. And what we had decided to do was to fire up the grill and cook everything on the grill. My mom and dad got there. There were pork chops. There was chicken. There were hamburgers. I mean, it was just all yeah. sorts of stuff. And my dad's just looking at the spread going, wow. And I'm like, well, you know, you don't feel like you don't, don't think you can't eat one of everything, but don't feel like you have to eat one of everything. It's a case of we caught a sale and we were going to cook it before we froze it. So yeah, this is our meal today. There's veggies on the stove. Pick your pick your poison as right. far as the the main course. Also, fun fact for you, if I might, um, you may already be aware of this, but some folks may not. So, talking because I tend to frequent the same butcher shop, I've gotten another butcher, and I never thought I would be that way. But now that I have, I'm like, everybody should do this. Because you get insight, you get information, you get things you didn't know. These folks know a lot. Yes. A lot. You'd be surprised. And they a, deserve the credit for knowing what it. a butcher knows about cooking that Correct. you wouldn't think. You would think all he knows how to do is cut that animal up, but no. So you talk about the manager specials in terms of stuff that's been sitting too long. Yeah, stuff that looks a little funky. sell-by dates. Correct. Those are required by law. Yes. So... You get a steak. It is bright red, still in the cabinet, ready to go. You get it home. You take it out because you're going to fire it up the next day. And the meat has started to brown a little. And a lot of folks are like, nope, it's gone bad. Didn't get it soon enough. That's not the case. It's just, and I found this out, it's oxidation of the blood in the meat. And I, I was of the same thing. She, she, yeah, she's back at the door. <laughs> yes, she's back at the door because she wants to go upstairs and be with everybody else. Oh, okay. Uh, I have a dog outside the door who has separation anxiety, and she wanted out of here. Then realized she couldn't get up to the other members of the family, so now she's back out here. And I can guarantee you, if he opened the door, she wouldn't walk back in because I'm in here. That's correct. She, she'll whatever reason, scared to death of me. So, nope, changed her mind. Wait, come on, here we go. Nope, not maybe not. No, I just want to be here, but not be here. <laughs> but no, he was telling me about oxidation, and I've thrown away good steak before. Uh-huh. He says every bit of it's in the smell. The moment it gets the slightest funk to it, be, you better be and, rid of it. Yeah, and you will know that smell. You'll There's no it. guesswork. There's no you have to describe it. You will open it up and go, I ain't eating this. Right. But he said, uh, but, don't you know, let the a, oxidation scare you. A porterhouse steak is actually a cured aged steak. Hams used to be cured in a cured house, not necessarily a smokehouse. Correct. It's all about getting the, the, the liquid out of it, mm-hmm. uh, which is why your country hams are so damn salty. <sighs> but uh, at any rate, I, I don't know 
I didn't know the term. I just knew that it was okay if they mm-hmm. turned a little. Yep. Uh, and because like a lot of times I, when I, when I bring a steak home, if I buy it on Thursday and, on, and I'm going to cook it on Saturday, I want to rub on it for as long as it possible. At least 24 hours. So a lot of times I'll bring it or home. Overnight. Oh, we're going to cook these Saturday. Let me go ahead on Thursday and get my rub on it and everything. I don't always vacuum seal it back. I'll put it in a Ziploc and be done. And then you do, you get some discolorations, what I always called it, but it turns a little, but it's still a good steak to throw on the. And the longer you leave the rub on it, the more tender the steak seems to get. Mm-hmm. Depending on what it is. Yeah, it will, I'll definitely give you that one because uh, there are some cuts of steak that you better have a tenderizer handy, as in not necessarily a salt shaker tenderizer, but sometimes I just use a kitchen fork. Yeah. <laughs> just stab it, break yep. up that connective tissue a little bit. But, yeah, it. this is what I would consider a, a, a someone who didn't know how to cook is somebody that might would have not known that where we've learned it a little bit but see i again great granny great granny's birth date was in the 1800s right so you know there were things from her growing up in the mountains that they did and did way different than here you know she saw the the inception of refrigerators and ice boxes and things of that nature so i was able to learn a little bit just never really knew the actual terms um but you know back to read uh, but yeah, a rancid piece of meat, whoo, that's got a whole new smell to it. Uh, I don't really want to talk about no, that much. But no, I, now my wife's gotten big on making sure she checks the temperature of chicken, uh, because neither neither of us are very good at frying chicken like in oil. We don't want a deep fryer. We don't want to waste a gallon of oil to use a deep fryer. We are leaning heavily on that air fryer. Love it. Uh, but we will check. We've got the meat thermometer. We are going to mm-hmm. check the center of that piece of chicken before we, and that's just and that's just one of her. It's well, become a thing. You and don't have so to we go, do it. But we once. go with it. You don't have to be wrong, but once exactly. And and that's that's the thing. My guess is, God love her. She's been wrong once. Well, the, and was like what it amounts again. to is you know back to if you can read you can cook cook the chicken for X number of minutes at X number of temperature, and then you bite into it, and there's this little bit of red next to the bone, and I think that scared her once. Uh-huh. Whereas it's it's okay, and quite honestly, sometimes it's there, but I think that, that kind of put her off a little bit, and she was uncertain if she had the cooking instructions proper and, right. and all of that, so she went out and bought a thermometer so that she could, and she she knows how, what the temperature is for everything. Right. So she bought a thermometer and went. The, the first time I did a uh, medium or medium well burger for her, she bit into it. She said, oh, this is great. And then she looked at it and she went, um. And I went, it's the same animal as a steak. You can cook it the same way you cook a steak. And she thought about it for a minute or two and she's like, you know, you're right. So I'm particular when it comes to ground beef. There are places that... I don't I don't want to rain on a parade here because I may be completely off base when I say this. So please understand I look at it from the perspective of the facility that's cutting it for me because if I'm going to um a supermarket, for example, any one of them are are or can be guilty of this. You are only as good as the staff you hire. Exactly. So there are certain standards that are to be kept to. If a manager's off that day, curves, shortcuts, most of the time are going to be taken. We're human. It happens. I don't throw shade because I can't say I wouldn't do the exact same thing. But my caveat with that take of you can do it a medium rare on a burger that I get from a chain supermarket versus my local meat market. Again, a matter of trust. If they are grinding up ground beef in-house, makes good sense to me. But at a supermarket, they'll do a run of beef. They may do ground chicken. And I can't guarantee it's cleaned properly all the way through in between because you got to almost take the unit down. So when I'm buying it from a supermarket, I tend to be a bit more cautious with my ground beef 
for that purpose. Again, erring on the side of caution of unknown versus the other. You may see him throw that piece of meat in there and fill up the little plastic uh, styrofoam tray and everything looks hunky-dory. I don't know if he didn't throw, you know, a tub of chicken in there first, do the ground chicken, fill that shelf up because it was low. That's the only reason that I err on the side of caution for ground beef in that manner. So just, and again, tear it apart if you want, break it down if you want. I'm, I'm not going to because you're, you're, you do you. I'm just, that's a concern um, that I have. At, I, I get that and I could understand that concern if it wasn't for the fact that I know how often these places get inspected. So, I mean, they, they almost... They all day, every day. It, they almost have to follow their rules uh, because something like that can be traced back very easily and that would cause a huge problem. And they're not just hiring teenagers off the street and putting them in that well, I don't, position. I don't mean that to throw... So yeah, to I'm, be that I'm, way I'm just I'm just telling you my my side of it, just like you told your side of it. Yeah, if that yeah. that's the way you want to go because a well done burger is just as good as one that's medium. I I need um, I need mine medium well or better. I I will air with the slightest bit of pink in a well, burger. Well, see, everybody unless is, I am told ahead of time, everybody is different on where you are. And here's the thing: rare, medium, medium rare, medium well, and well done are temperatures. It's not necessarily a color. So everybody's a little bit different. I right. order I order different in a restaurant than I cook for myself at home. Sure. You uh, were able to because, control the process. And it's yeah, it's the same thing that you are with the, the ground beef out of a supermarket. Me, they're in that kitchen, they're throwing it in there, and they're doing it based on time. What if mine hit the colder portion of the grill? So, you know, I order mine a little bit more than I want. And I, I have had to prove to people that I can cook a well-done steak and it still be juicy. The, the object of that is you have to let it finish cooking on its own. You have to take it off the grill. It's called letting it rest. The heat that's already built up on that piece of meat, once you cover it, that heat's going to gonna generate more heat underneath that cover if you're using aluminum foil. And then it will finish cooking at a Proud slower rate. Yes, thank you. It'll finish cooking at a slower rate than on the grill. So what you end up with is the gray of the done portion of the steak, and then you get a lighter gray in the middle. Right. But everybody's like, oh, this is too red. This is not right. This is too pink. Okay, it's not about color. It's about a temperature. Right. Uh, and there's a certain establishment that used to put the little... Uh, plastic strips in them and i actually think they changed color when it reached the right temperature it did uh so which they're cooking on an assembly line basically so yeah i get that but now i can go to a top-notch steakhouse i'm still going to order it a little more done than what i would cook it for myself at home well and that 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 totally makes my argument of reverse sear because it is very misleading because of the exact same thing that that temperature change is what matters because reverse sear, you want to smoke it low, slow, 225, bring it up till you get an internal of 105-ish, which is technically by most standards rare. Pull it off, it looks gray. It looks like I barely even yeah. put the thing on there because it, it's it been getting flavor and cooking from the inside out. I'm not searing the outside yet. I'm not trying to burn it. I'm trying to bake it, which sounds weird because it's not, but it is, and it it's See, a different animal. That's my thing with a with a fillet. Uh, I will not the, the, reverse sear a fillet. The aunt and uncle not enough to. Well, it. I'm not saying that's how I do it. I'm just I, saying. I hear that, you. I'm just clarifying. The aunt and uncle love a fillet, and I I finally and my uncle overcooks them, and I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. It's a thick, thick cut of meat. Yep. And he keeps it over the heat. Me, I put it over the hottest portion of the grill. The last minute. Flip it, hottest portion of the grill, and then I move it to a cooler side. So that while I'm cooking other stuff, it's basic, basically baking. Mm -hmm. And he wants his well done. If there's pink, it better be the lightest color pink oh, on the color Lord. chart with him. He wants a damn hot. And puck. for me to get it done right, exactly, for me to get it done properly for him, not only do I have to leave his on there the longest, but it's going to turn into shoe leather if I leave it over the heat. Ooh. And it drives him crazy that I won't leave it over the heat. And then when I take his off, 
put all of them together. I put everything that we've cooked, every steak that we cook goes together on the same pan, and I wrap it tight in that aluminum foil, and oh, I yeah, let it too. yeah, and I let it go, and I and I and I'll tell him we're not eating right away. We're gonna let it rest. And he actually questioned it one time. He goes, how do you do it? He goes, it's a lighter color gray. I said, I finished letting it bake on its own. Now, I, I know a lady that used to cater. She did baked potatoes the same way. She'd do them early in the morning to a certain temperature, to a certain time frame, and then she'd put them all in coolers and shut the lids. They finished baking and stayed hot pretty much all freaking day, and rarely did you pull one out that was partially raw. Huh. Uh, and it's the same thing. When everybody says you need to le- let your meat rest before you serve it, it is still cooking. It is still yeah. hot. It is still cooking. You can get a well-done steak and it still be juicy. And you want your well-done, whoever wants the well-done steak, their steak goes on the bottom. Put everybody else's steak on top of them so yep. you just keep piling the heat on there. Mm-hmm. Wrap it. Uh, a lot of times at home, I actually have a lid that will fit over my favorite steak right. plate. Uh, I actually use a, a metal pie tin as my favorite. Sure. This is what I bring everything in off yep. the, the grill nope, on. I'm with you. And I've got a lid that'll fit dead over top of that. And if we're baking bread or whatever, I will sit that over where the the heat where the vent is for the oven. Yep. Totally. Uh, and then they they finish cooking. They're very juicy. They they have great flavor. And most of the time, I can get them almost perfect to what you've asked for. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I'm not going to claim I am like no, the best at that. No, there are people that do that I want to be good enough so my family's happy if I can make myself a good steak kudos if I can't it's okay I own it I, I get where I'm, I've, I'm coming I've messed from. up more than one I mean I, I have messed up more than one and I usually ask everybody when we sit down like, is, it, is it where you want it and most everybody and I'll tell them slice it right through the middle right now uh, because and that's another thing a lot of people don't realize it's not going to be that color all the way across the state. No. It'll be that color in the in the dead center. Uh, and you know, here's people that's like, oh, I, I hate all this fat. Oh God, you want the fat? You don't fat have to eat flavor. it. You want the fat? You don't have to eat the fat, but you want the fat. Uh, when I'm looking at steaks, I'm looking at the marbling. I I, mm-hmm. I want to see some flavor up in the middle of that. Yep. I think we did a whole hour on food. <laughs> I don't care anymore. We Actually, start- cooking. We didn't start there, though. No. We well, found our way there. We started with is... expiration dates. You know, I guess I we did we kind did. of start there. Well, if other stuff would expire, it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> we could have talked about expiration dates on batteries. But those usually last for six or eight years. I don't know now. <laughs> Mattresses stupid, are ten years. My stupid fire alarms beep a lot. I don't think the no. batteries. I don't think the batteries go years. No, 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 no. They expire. Oh, they expire. They expire. They expire. Take that nine volt battery that you have in your smoke detector. Next time one goes bad, look at the bottom you of it. You know how expensive them freaking things are. Everything is expensive. Well, I don't now. Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking pre sickness. Okay. I'm gonna start just labeling everything the time before and the time after, sort of like AD and B, BC and AD. <laughs> how BP before how pandemic? Legendary. AP after pandemic. Uh, uh, pandemic. Uh, that's also armor piercing. Be very careful with how you phrase that. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, kind of right. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing. We're out. Of, we're we're running out of acronyms. Well, you know, that, that's actually, that brings up a thing because there's a lot of restaurants that started out with three names. Now they're just known by initials. Uh-huh. And everybody's just going there. We shorten everything. We're lazy. Yeah. Lazy mofos is what we is. I, do we do we blame it on being lazy or do we blame it on the likes of Twitter who do a 140 character limit? Okay. Well, if you're going to go there, license plates speak pre-exist text speak. That's true. Because That's some true. states you only had six letters or characters. Some states you had seven. Yep. So hey, everybody calls it text lingo. No, it is license plate lingo. Man, that's spoken in boomer status. Yes. I'll alone that one in a heartbeat. License plate lingo. We used to, that, that was the game, trying to figure out what everybody's... Uh, personalized plate set especially i mean because our state didn't always have seven letters seven characters on their license plate it used to just be six mine was always wrong 
Like really? my, anytime I looked, I'm like, oh yeah, there it is. And they they you then you actually happen across the person and just ask them, and they're like, oh, it's this. Hmm. There's a level of embarrassment of just how wrong I was. My first personalized plate, probably my only personalized plate, because I turned it into a tightwad, <laughs> quit paying for it, uh, was Beetlejuice. Of course. So, yeah, every, my, my dad was shocked. They came in the mail. Yeah, you used to get your license plate in the mail. They came in the mail. My dad's like, I would have figured this would have been something Star Trek. <laughs> and I'm like, Ooh. no. Uh, All right, hang on. Everything Let's... decent for Star Trek was taken, though. All right, hold on, hold on. B T L J U C E, Beetlejuice. No, I think I did it with an S. I don't really remember right now. <laughs> Beetlejuice. Yeah, I think I did it with an S. B T L J U S. Yes. Huh. That's only seven characters. I mean, that's only six characters. Yeah, I, when I got it, there was only six allowed. Oh. I, I predate the seven character license plate. God, you're old. Yes. I am. <laughs> oh, happy to have gotten here. Thank you for asking. Jeez. <laughs> it's like 2.15. Is it time for dinner for you Is yet? it time for dinner for me yet? <laughs> You're not going to get it. God! <laughs> God, I tried. I tried. One love. You're not going to get it. <laughs> not over my age anyway, because there's alternatives that I'm happy to be old. <laughs> well, but let's be honest, though. There's not a whole lot of stuff over your age. <laughs> yeah, it is. The queen. <laughs> We talked about her before we started. We should have yes. talked about we her. We should have talked about her the whole time. This. But oh maybe another God. time we'll bring up the royal family. We'll have to do a little bit more research. And because... not the TMZ version. We want a much more no. deadly version. <laughs> <laughs> it may coincide with Buckingham my fascination. Palace is going to call. Guess what? The queen had a listening party. <laughs> She's not happy. <laughs> it's funny. You could say that same statement in two different families, and it means the exact same thing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we wow. just made them royal. That's yes, not good for us. We shouldn't have, but whatever. <laughs> you should hit the button. This hit the button. is before I'll we get any, fur- any further. <laughs>